Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another Bardic College Presents Cthulhu in Cairo. And yes, we know the name is Cairo when you haven't seen Cairo yet, but that's the whole point. We'll go to Cairo last. So for those of you who have written in and said, why is it called Cthulhu in Cairo? We're 60 hours into listening. <laughs> we'll get there, we promise. Um, but in the meantime, we want to say hi to everyone and thank you for joining us. We're here with the whole team tonight, so we're excited. When we left them off last time when we, we were there, they um, they had attended a great state ball, a dinner in the honor of some of the the central committee that uh, was serving Stalin in 1931. You had all kinds of leaders there. You had um, Lorenz Beria, you had Khrushchev, um, you had Politsky, and uh, what's this other gentleman's name? Oh, yeah, Medev was there. So they, you had all these Razalovich from the OGP, uh, the OGPU was there. Every, this was just a big state function. And in the middle of it, our family of Cthulhu investigators, including the new, newly introduced Jack Cavendish, uh, was blessed, really, was just just blessed to have uh, Comrade Stalin, the Man of Steel, enter the room uh, to a little state fanfare, and everybody went quiet, and he walked over, and he thanked the ladies for doing what they did by bringing him a German long-distance plane, a long-range plane with, you know, this new technology that the, the Germans are working on for fuel efficiency, and uh, kind of made his, his rounds around the, the room, and after that, a few things happened. Someone kind of said the wrong thing. You know how that goes. And they were they were escorted out of the room. And then finally, across the room, Faye Dawson and Catherine happened to spy Fernando Pessoa. And Fernando Pessoa tried to subtly, which we all know how that goes with Catherine, um, warn her or say to her some things that might indicate not a good time to talk. Maybe not the right time to be in this conversation or facing off on one another. But instead, Catherine and Faye did their Catherine Faye thing uh, as Americans in, in Europe and just stood there until people noticed that they were really not speaking much and then wandered off. So he did mention, though, something very interesting as they left, that um, he was here on the request of a mutual friend. Now, we don't know who that is, but I'm sure everyone is going to be uh, wondering about that as we go forward. The one other thing I wanted to tell listeners and 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 our players tonight, sandboxing is a is a style of of, of any kind of game where you're digging for clues and digging out what to do next. Um, there is this is a big big chapter, and they've had a lot of things they can do, and they can do it in a different order. So I'm sure there's going to be some conversation tonight about what the right course of action is, and I will tell the players doing them in a certain order matters. It's it's never going to be wrong. But it could change certain NPCs, how they're going to react. So as you're looking at the the general idea here, which is you have the problem with the churches, which is sort of out in left field at the moment because you've been introduced with some other issues. Uh, but you still have Paulina still in some sort of a prison. Um, you have the bear hunt, which we believe is not a bear, but that's where Jack Cavendish comes in. And that's out in Siberia. You also have trying to look at the remains or see these tattoos, which are the real items of power, supposedly, that 
Helena Blavatsky spoke about. And that's out in the general area of where Jack is going anyway. And she is an, a Scythian princess who's been frozen in the ice for, you know, 2000 years. And supposedly there's all this markings on her that are going to be needed for whatever happens on the final leg in Cairo and, and where you're headed to close down Shikoltal, uh, who is also known as Awas and all this other stuff. So there's a lot of little parts moving in, in Russia right now. And, there, and there's a lot to cover. So team, once you get back to your rooms for the night, Jack is stationed on the same. He's actually uh, put up in the same part of the hotel, same floor adjacent or across. We'll say it's across from Vadim. Uh, and the, the party breaks up sometime around, you know, 1 a.m. Everybody's kind of done by midnight and sort of just having, you know, a last minute drink, which for Russians could take a while. But by 1 a.m., you're back to the hotel and, you know, heading up to your rooms. So it wouldn't be uncommon to have, you know, some conversation. But but again, you're always escorted in this hotel, right? There's always somebody nearby. And it's done very, very subtly. It's done as you know, a gentleman escorting the ladies to their room and saying goodnight and then shutting the door. Like, you know, okay, you're in for the night, right? So you have all that stuff, but I'm sure it's, you're, you know, with a little bit of caution, a little bit of care, you can easily get together either tonight or tomorrow and discuss a plan and what you think the right course of action is. So players, let's start with back in the room for the evening. Is there anybody thinking tonight is the night that they want to go scurrying across hallways or are we going to wait till tomorrow? Faye? Let's, we, you, we, we know you're impulsive, so we'll start with you. Any chance of leaving the room this evening, climbing out a window, scurrying up the roof? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm, no, you're no, good? No, I'm chill. Okay. Um, unless anybody else has uh, an inkling, I'll follow, but um, I'm not making that call. Hell no. I think she doesn't want to meet Khrushchev accidentally. Oh, good point. And God forbid you entered the wrong room. I mean, I'm sure he's staying here as well oh, since he's from a different Jesus. part of Russia. No. But uh, yeah, um, that would be uh, awkward. Yeah, no, I think that we should probably just lay low tonight especially Catherine. i don't know about you but after the uh conversation that we had with uh soa and uh seeing the signet for the golden dawn on his hand um mm -hmm. i'm a little uh spooked if you will so yeah. i'm going to keep my ass firmly in this room i agree wholeheartedly great that conversation didn't go well no um also with everything that happened i want to be on my very best behavior. That's fair. Mm. Okay, so the co consensus seems to be that we're going to stay in our rooms for the evening. Everyone settles down. It is late. Uh, everyone kind of gets themselves organized. The girls settle in for uh, for the evening. Jack, you're over in your room. Let me describe it to you. I'm not sure if you've heard. They are palatial in their in their uh, accruement. Very very nicely done. A lot of the Russian colors, reds and golds and things, sort of looks like uh, the young woman's dress who you met this evening. Kind of reminds you of that of that uh, that Walcott woman and the way she was sort of do dolled up. And uh, the room is is well. It's it's got a big queen size bed in it, um, wash basin. It does have a bathroom. It's pretty you know for 1931. It's it's pretty decent bathroom. I mean it's you know their bathrooms aren't super super new anyway. But this one's you know it's private. You have your own you know your shaving kits there that you left and everything else. So are you just heading off to bed yourself? Are you writing in your memoirs? What are you doing? I think um, uh, I, I have Jack is having a small, like a small little book that he keeps in his pocket and that he writes notes on, takes notes. He's sort of a fastidious sort of guy. Mm -hmm. And so I think that he would take notes as to uh, people that he met while he was there. I don't see him as being terribly aware of the dangers of Russia because of coming from, uh, from Kenya and coming up there. He's really not overly familiar with what's going on. Okay. 
So um, I would say that he does. So he just sort of makes a note of, you know, what he had for dinner and who he met, you know, lovely blonde woman, uh, you know, stunning brunette, uh, beautiful yet slightly bent woman in red dress, you know, uh, large, uh, sort of dangerous looking uh, Russian man. Why, you know, question marks. Why is he with them? What is his goals? Those sort of things that he sort of make notes about things so that in his mind he can go back and he can review these things. So I think he would do that. If if possible, he would have a wonderfully dry gin, and he would turn it. Yeah. So you have a you have pages marked trollops and tods, uh, and you know you, (laughs) (laughs) and that's sort of quite the same. But (laughs) well, that's I mean, am I wrong? Organized from one to five stars, (laughs) right? Am I wrong, Jack? No, but it's still a gentleman, hurtful. A gentleman never says. I think that's what's important here. You're missing the point that a gentleman never says overtly. Blondes, they're all beautiful in their own way and how they drape themselves across furniture. And yourself, you know, it's, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> how I, they drape themselves across furniture. I am not bad. Out of, I will out of character, I, I will myself. note real fast. Just note real fast out of character. Yep. Bottom is very small, not large. Okay, right. He's, oh, I, I wasn't aware of that. I think the the, the visit visage of bottom. I thought bottom. he meant uh, large as in wide because I thought that he was a stout man. He is, but he's literally like well, then, five foot two. Yeah, he's he's that powerful, low to the ground Russian look of you know, not the super tall uh, from uh, up in the north, like you know the Cossack look. He has the more yeah the the country farmer you know that that tough guy right. Still taller yeah. than Faye. Still taller than Faye. Well, wow. Really? I think it's I think it's amazing that. Uh, that Ella immediately thought that I thought she was the bent one. Very interesting. It's very introspective. <laughs> well, you All said right. like bent female in a red dress. Beautiful, beautiful, but bent female in a red dress. Well, that's true. I did give the red dress, right? That is true. Uh-huh. She gives off a certain vibe, kind of like electricity in the room, you know, sort of an odd. Yeah. Like a step, like a uh, dryer sheet. Uh, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that analogy. The, the next morning uh, you are woken up, uh, fairly early considering how late everybody was out last night. The knock at the door comes to each one of you in turn, but you're all notified that there is a, a, a brunch being put on by the, you know, by the, uh, the central committee downstairs uh, at 10 AM. The uh, you know, your presence is required. Please dress the court, you know, smart. And uh, they make sure they also deliver a pot of coffee for you to start waking up. Cause they realize you probably, you know, tied one on pretty good last night. So everyone gets themselves organized and ready. Is anybody not going downstairs at the preordained time? I mean, I just want to make sure I'm not taking away your character choices. No, staying I'm, in line. Yeah, we're staying okay. in line. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Yes, we have we have seen that come across the scroll for a moment here. Uh, something about brunch. We'll, we'll start with, it's 9 a.m. Everyone's getting dressed and ready. How do you guys want to handle it? Vodham would go over and knock on the, the lady's door. Okay. They answer, they're ready? Yeah, I'll answer the door and I go, great, you're up, you're here, come on in. I've been up for hours. I had a feeling, I have not been. My you head hurts. You must be prepared. You were yeah. about to go in Wolfston. Yeah, that's uh, that's. We're not in it already? It. Mm, good point. We should discuss plan. What, um, what are thoughts? There's lots of, lots of moving parts. Bottom's head spinning. Yeah, FaZe isn't doing so hot either. Um, I mean, what are our, what can we do? We can go up to the actual area where we need to go. What is it, Tomsk? Tomsk. Yeah, we can 
you know, we, we can get close to Tomsk. Uh, Tomsk in, lock, in lockdown, very, very difficult. Uh, but we can get close and maybe it seems like we don't do much here in Leningrad. We are too far away. Yeah. Everything you need is in the country. Yeah, and quite frankly, I've kind of had it up to uh, up to here with Leningrad. No offense, bottom. Uh, <laughs> None taken. I agree. Great. Yeah. Um. I, for one, would like to get out to the country. The question is, how? I feel like we're really under watch here. I don't think it's going to be easy. We need papers. I okay. I have uh, I have friend who who, who uh, is conductor on train but um he, he is good for information but mm, not so much with uh you know with with actual travel arrangements um mr brazilovich uh, he uh, uh comrade offered help but you know that help will come with strings the dashing english chap the the hell is his name uh, jack cavendish Cavendish, he was quite that... a smashing figure, I must say, in that suit. I wonder what he thought of me. Mm, yes, the uh, capitalist pig. Yes, I remember. Okay, there we go. Um, um, yes, the, the fine capitalist pig offered <clears throat> us um. You passage. can't deny he wasn't attractive, Bottom. I am not attracted to men. <laughs> but you can appreciate. Anyway, we're losing You the can point. appreciate the, the is... David, can you not? Oh, that is true. I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare... Cavendish to Michelangelo's masterpiece. We're getting off topic. The point is, Cavendish offered tickets. He offered passage. Vadim starts muttering to himself in Russian. (laughs) Can I I make a Russian roll? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yes. um... Something about silly women. (laughs) (laughs) And how Cavendish isn't quite that tall. Other than that, I mean, similar. (laughs) Tall trees fall fast with axe. (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, Cavendish Cavendish offered, but, I mean, how? How is he going to get anything? Like, we... I don't know. I don't know what he's about. We do not know this man. I... We're already in, in... In deep here. We're in... Then the wolves, yes, and um, da. I, da, Ugh. Catherine being awkward, and um, I personally would like to get away from here, and away from men in the, in the government, and the establishment as quickly as possible, and maybe not depend on them so much. He already thinks we're like gold star members of this sick club. I don't want to be in the club. The um. The, the you, you are very much uh, center of attention. All eyes on you now. Yes. Um, I've never liked that, even as a child. That that is likely not to change, no matter huh. where papers come from. Sometimes uh, knowing where the eyes are is, is better than not knowing where the eyes are. Regardless, the eyes will be there. Yeah, plus if the papers come from Brazilovich, it's, you know, you I airtight. guess... He's a powerful man, I think you saw last night. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, you don't have to say that twice. Um, Look, I mean, I'm not thrilled about it either. Do I want to be connected to them anymore? No. But it's 
I feel like our hands are tied. I don't really think we have much of a choice. Uh, I think you make decision. This this important to you and Lady Catherine make a valid point. Getting further and further in bed with the OGPU is not great decision. Do you really think that Cavendish would even? I mean, are we sure that it was even an actual offer and not just a? I mean, you know how people talk at parties when they get the liquor flowing. Like, is he even going to remember that he told us that last night? That is a very distinct possibility. I mean, I don't know. It's well, what breakfast is in like uh, fifteen minutes? Oh my god, breakfast is in fifteen minutes. Um, maybe we'll see him down there. Maybe we can chat. You, uh, if you make choice, just give me signal. If I need to talk to. Comrade Brazilovich, I can. If not, I stay out. Something to consider that just popped into my head. Yes? Brazilovich offered a present. What happens when we take a present from some other guy who is, quote, a capitalist pig? Mm, yes. How is the man who's offering the original present going to feel? Mm. I don't Probably. like this. Probably I'm. I feel... Right. This country makes me feel like there are... Sp- Spiders just crawling all over me, looking at me with their hundred eyes. And it is the game. It is always the game. I don't like games. Then how about socialization and rules? I mean, you don't don't like a lot of things. I there are about ten things, and I can't name them right now. I can name I can name three of them as the keeper. People, places, and things. Wait, why does... What the hell was that joke for? Why does Catherine like nouns? No, no what you, don't I like? You don't. People, oh. places, and things. Oh, you don't oh. like nouns! <laughs> that was so much funnier. <laughs> I get <Okay>. it! <laughs> oh, shush. oh my god, we love you so much. Okay. Look, how about, why don't we just go along with Brasilovich because he offered, you know, it might not look good if we kind of go back on, you know, what he said, he's offering something. I feel like maybe we just should take it, but you know, maybe we should get to know Jack Cavendish a little bit more. You know, if we're going to be up in the same area, he's hunting that weird bear. And I say bear with like super crazy air quotes, like bear, you know, Yes, bear. Maybe we can learn a little bit more about it. Whatever the hell this thing is. I mean, he might be a great hunter from what he was telling me, but I mean, you know, if it's something like that big cat, and I kind of look at the girls. Vadim just looks confused. Yeah. Bear, um, does bear mean something different in your language? No, bear does not mean anything different. Um, It's... Well, you no, see... No, Catherine, and I put like, I step on her foot like, no. We have encountered some very strange things on our journeys. I mean, you think we're strange, right? He, he glances at Ella. Yeah, you exactly. And I like look at her. I'm like, I have her. been sitting here quietly. And I have are... been the modicum of respect and decency. I how very dare and you, Ella, sir. And Ella, darling, you have been lovely and cherubic. And so pretty. You look lovely this morning. We love I you wish so that you'd much. saved this. We're about to go in public. I wish that you'd been wacko here 
where we can appreciate you in here. all your glory. And every please. time I try to go wacko in front of you people, as you call it, you're like, oh, Ella, please stop. That's just being her again. This is why I like sitting here. In public, at least I can be free to spread my wings. And you know what? I'm going to do just that. I wish to get changed. We have a brunch to get to. And if we would like to talk to Brazilovich, please do. I shall be making polite conversation with the other members of the breakfast team. Okay, go spread your go spread your Don't wings want to be into late for a communist brunch. Yeah, go spread your wings in the closet. Okay, so and I turn to just I turn to Catherine closet. and Bottom, um, and I go, all right, talk to Brazilovich, get to know Jack Cavendish a little bit better. Don't do anything stupid. Sounds like a good brunch plan to me. Amazing. Great. I'm gonna go get changed too. I'm not gonna dress like a prison schoolmistress today. We're gonna be a bit more lively. I love it. Are we gonna put on a color other than a neutral? I didn't mm. bring anything other than neutrals. You can borrow something of mine. Sounds take this great. Taupe, take this taupe one piece, dear. Topism neutral, my love. Well, also, it's better right. than her gray. All right, so moving on. We we now know that everyone's going to be setting up for the buffet and is trying to get to different people and communicate. So the knock comes to the door. You're brought downstairs. Uh, most of the people here were, were – all of the people here were at the party last night – but they tend to be more the follower, uh, the foreigners, and not the political powerhouses from Central Committee. For instance, the only two that are in the room that were of any type of real uh, big shot among the, you know, the Stalin's regime would have been General uh, Potolsky and also Brazilovich. They're here. Other than that, everyone is a foreigner, with the exception of Yana Trentikov, whose husband passed away out in the, you know, outside of Tomsk because she is a guest of the state. Uh, but in the in this room is uh, Jack Cavendish is already wa- is walking in. He looks, you know, put together and ready for breakfast. Uh, you four enter everything, you know, and all that appears to be everything seems to be normal. It's a long dining room table that can probably hold anywhere from 20 to 24 guests if they're really crushed in. But the table is set for 16 because that's the number that's here in attendance this morning. And uh, it's just chafing stations, all kinds of, you know, juices. And uh, obviously there's Bloody Marys and all that kind of stuff that normally goes with the brunches from that era. We're going, we have chances to sit down. So you guys are systematically trying to align yourselves to certain people. Ella, who are you trying to sit near? I, I want, I want Yana Trentikov. You want to sit next to the widow. Okay. Yes. So Ella is going to get a plate. And as soon as she kind of pauses here and there, looking at the bacon, looking at the, uh, the eggs Benedict and trying to decide what she wants. And then of course, Trentikov makes her way and sits down at the table and Ella quickly scooches herself next to her and smiles. All right, Ella, you're you're there. Vadim, you're trying to get near um, Comrade Rosen Brazilovich just you're to be ch- in position in case I need to talk to him. Yep. So you sit within, you know, off to the left hand side of Brazilovich. He really stacks his plate. The state's paying for it. He works for the state. To him, this is just he doesn't miss many meals, and he really doesn't miss <laughs> many misses no free meals. Even though and doesn't miss many meals in general, so he's definitely he's a two plate guy. Like he's going to be back. Lots for of protein, yes. Yeah, lots of protein, sausages and bacon, please. Oh my god, yeah, and then an egg to dip them in. Uh, <laughs> just that kind of that good Russian diet, I'm sure. Um, Stasi, Lauren, where is uh, Catherine trying to go and sit down at the table? Is she sitting near Vadim, or is she moving somewhere else? Where's our dashing Cavendish sitting? Jack, I'm assuming you're going to take one of the heads of the table, right? Yeah, of course. 
Um, Jack has uh, been looking around for poached eggs and um, and a copy of the Telegraph to read. He he cannot believe that there would not be a copy of the Telegraph in every in any reputable hotel right. for him to read. Being the uh, penultimate uh, Brit in his day, wearing his lovely brown tweed and standing out like a sore thumb. So you're not doing beans on toast or anything for breakfast. You're not doing something. You're looking for eggs. No, no, Paris the thought beans on toast. Well, next you'll be calling me mate. <laughs> and that won't do. <laughs> Simply right. will not do. All right, so Catherine sits down at one of the ends of the table, uh, that one of the near the head of the table next to Jack Cavendish. Faye, are you joining Catherine? Yeah, I'll join Catherine because I don't really want to be near anyone else, especially if uh, Pessoa is at the table. Pessoa is sitting down at the table, yes. If So where we are right now, Pessoa is actually closest to Vadim because uh, Brazilovich took the middle of the table for a little bit of arm room. So Vadim's sitting next to him, and across the table directly from Brazilovich is Fernando Pessoa. We can use that as an excuse. Sorry, Vadim, that you're sitting by yourself. We just didn't want to be near Pessoa. Yeah, love you dearly. Um, I do not want to be near that weird bitch. Or okay. Brazilovich. Again, Got it. We're getting some distance. He figures you have a reason as he's watching where you go. Plus British man in tweed. Now oh, he knows good. your reason. Yeah, good reason. <laughs> I have types, okay? You know, the you know what? of tweed. No, I gotta say something, and I'm gonna, and I, uh, Mel, you can decide if you want to edit this out. Everybody says guys think with one part of their body and do things based on that. I can tell you that running podcasts with women as main characters, that is the biggest bunch of bullshit. Oh, who, how pretty is he? Oh, I sit next to him. Oh my God, is he smiling at me? I run across the room. Hey, um, I'm a widow. Excuse me, talk about I, your other ladies. I feel like an object. I you feel you are. You are. Look, we it's lost disgusting. schoolie, okay? We had to pick you know, a new object. You know what? I, I think it's I think it's Sid. I, 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 it's Sid. I think it's Joel. I think it's Joel. It's they Joel. just love Joel. <laughs> Schooly was Mr. 90 appearance walking into the room and they were like, Pshaw, look at the big goofy bread over there. Like, goofy bread, <laughs> wow. Wait, what the mustache? Wait, he was a 90 appearance? Yes. Are you taking Fuck? the slander, Joel? The slander. Uh, uh, I don't I don't take it as slander. I mean, he is a Brit, he's, but, but he's not in his element right now. He's being forced to wear a suit, which is not something he does. So oh, no, no, no. Jack's not what? the goofy bread. Sid was the goofy yeah, well, Sid was a different. He was a yeah. different strata. Exactly. A, a different strata. Yeah, yeah. John's yeah. friend zoned all different... of us very early on, so he did. Oh wow! And then you wonder. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. All right, so <laughs> Ella... it was all business. He doesn't yeah, mix all... business and pleasure, right? Women, not so with Jack. Ella, let's start with you. You sit down next to the the young widow. She's in her you know early twenties. Nice looking girl, but you know country simple. Not overly, not dressed, you know, much better than the most basic fare for, you know, a dress and just little blouse that she's wearing. Underneath, it's like a, just, a, you know, a pullover shell type thing that she has on with some just normal flats. You sit down next to her and she just, she's eating with her head down, trying not to make eye contact with people. Okay. Um, I greet her with like a polite, good morning. Make me a roll. It has to be Russian, isn't it? Well, it does if you want to talk to her. Well, I have a 14 in <laughs> Russian. I know. So let's make sure that you at least say it in the 
dialect that she can understand. <laughs> if you walk up and go, vodka, she'll be like, that's not how you say hello. <laughs> I, w- I would say good morning in English. Okay, I'm not. Oh, well, I- if you say good morning in English, she doesn't think you're talking to her and she keeps eating her eggs. She's the only one on my side of the table and I'm looking right at her. Kayla, the, the, all places in the table are going to be taken. There's 16 people for the room and there's 16 chairs. So they will all eventually get filled in. You say hello. If Okay, if someone sat down next to you and said something in Swahili and there was 15 other people in the room, you'd probably think they're talking to somebody who speaks Swahili. So she's just kind of – she's making no eye contact. She feels very out of her element. She's from a small little town. This is very overwhelming for her. She was rolled out for a, a press thing. She's just, you know, kind of keeping to herself. Okay, well, um, I guess I'll try the Russian thing then. Okay, I'll make the roll. Yeah, I mean, listen, failing isn't automatically a no. It's just how bad do you fail? Or make it. Uh, I would have to waste, like, seven points in luck to get it. Uh, it's not terrible. Eh, it's not terrible. You know, I'm doing it. I've never spent luck in this game because I'm either so far off of it or just I just make it. So I'll do. I'll take the seven-point luck. So I will allow this conversation to be able to go through broken. I'm not going to make you roll again and again and again. You're able to zone in. And because of her simple style of way she speaks, um, her Russian is very is slow spoken, not like somebody from the city who's more hurried and rushed. So we'll say you'll be able to get through the conversation with maybe a, a word missed here and there. But go ahead. You start. We'll, we'll do it obviously in English because I don't speak Russian. But So you say good morning. Yes, I say good morning. Good morning. I saw you at the party. You looked very beautiful last night. She looks at you and wonders if you mean to be talking to her again, because she really didn't look that beautiful compared to you or the other people that you were in attendance with. She looked rather simple, but she says, I don't, do you speaking to me about last, about the party? I don't, I was not dressed nice. Like most, the women there were glamorous. I was, I, I hype her up, basically saying, no, no, you looked very lovely. I thought that you, with everything that you've gone through, like, it, it I try to, I, I'm terrible at talking and, like, coming up with this conversation, but I did have a purpose of being next to her. Of course. But it's like, I'm just trying to hype her up at this point. It's like, no, 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 like, you looked pretty last night. I actually, like, wanted to come over and say, like, after hearing what had happened to to your husband, like... It's it's a tragedy. I can understand. Thank you. He was a good man, honest, not drunk, not th- never, never tried to to strike or come after me. Very always sweetheart since very young. Very, <laughs> very good man. He it takes my heart away to have him gone. I know that pain well, and I say in broken Russian as well. It's like I'll do it as like you're talking. It's like my mother passed. When I was young. I'm sorry for your loss. There is something between a daughter and mother. I, That is difficult. But to lose a husband. That is a mother is expected to die and leave you. But a husband so young is very hard. It, I don't know what to do. I, it's, I'm sorry. I don't mean to burden you with no. this problem. I give her my br- brunch and napkin. Brunch and napkin. Yes, I yeah. said that. Okay. I know yes. what I said. Okay, well, you it's its cloth. Uh, this is a state function. So she thanks you for it. She dries her eyes. She tries to toughen it up right away. 
Um, a couple people do notice she's crying and kind of Brazilovich is basically going to ask her if she's going to finish that biscuit. Um, and you know, <laughs> if you're not going to finish that, can I uh, just pass it this way? It's state food. We don't want to waste it. But um, she's just remembering him and falling back into a little bit of her grief. How much is she like revealing in detail about him? Like where he was working or like, did she accidentally mention like what did it? You haven't really pressed for that. Well, sometimes people in their grief will just start talking about it, especially like what she was starting to say. I will give you any chance to roll it. I will give you any chance to talk about it. But you are dealing with a group of people who are not notorious for giving much information. These are very frightened, closed mouth people because they just don't think they're first. They don't believe in general, their business, their private business is anyone's business. But second, it's a state function and she's okay. here in a, yeah. So just most NPCs in this situation, a distraught female or male might just, you know, core dump. But in Russia in 1931, that's going to be real hard to pull off. You'd have to get her to talk. Okay, did, like, who was her escort at the party last night? Like, who brought her here? No, I know, you saw no man with her. She was just sitting at a table with, with some other guests. She would have, I mean, if you're asking how they got her here, she would tell you that she was the, um... Yeah, I'd ask, like, how did you come to be here? And it, and because it's in broken Russian, it'll it'll sound like less of an invasive question, maybe, because she's just trying to ask, like, oh, how did you end up right. in, like, Leningrad? Okay, so she tells you that um, a car pulled up in front of her house. It was one day, and they told her her husband was gone. And then three days later, a car pulled up in front of her house and told her to pack her things. Uh, she dropped their their two-year-old son off at her mother's, and they drove her all the way here to Leningrad because she was going to be presented with a, a, a private meeting with, with Yosef Stalin. And a certificate commemorating his bravery for the for the you know for the the cause. So that's what it was. It was a publicity stunt. And you know she doesn't say publicity stunt, but you're picking up on that. Like they definitely wanted to use this information to kind of cover something or try to get the people you know just something to read in in the Pravda, which was their big their big newspaper for their propaganda. All right, then I kind of push one last time of like. Your husband must have been important to no the, the cause. No, no. This is this is what this is what made me so surprised to have car come second time, car come first time. Most we would never just. I have had one other girlfriend went to school um, only a few years with, but lives in same village, and her husband passed about uh, nine months ago. He had an accident while training. And they just eventually sent letter home from his commanding officer, not anything of Carr, nothing of see Comrade Stalin and meet the committee or any. I don't understand why this is. It's just uh, in in truth, uh, other women of my village are probably very very concerned that something is 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 more at going on. Because to be honored this way is so out of character. I I just don't know why. Uh, did she mention her village during the, like, saying where she traveled from? It's a village in Georgia. Okay, I put that in the back of my head. Yeah. The village itself, not really important. But your aunt, as a keeper, I'm going to tell you, you're, you feel like you're onto something. Was your yeah. husband also in training? No, no, stationed at 
outside base 162 uh, in Tomsk. Very, um, very secret, not able to write much home. Uh, Only one letter a month. And it had to be signed off by the commanding officer and the the social the security officer uh, of the camp. Um, it was always read, so you always kept very soft letters. Nothing between a man and a woman. Nothing nothing to tell me how much he cared. Just that he missed being home. I'm sure I and I say in my best Russian that I can, which is not very good. I'm sure if he could. He would say such things. He was a passionate man. I loved him dearly. I offer her a nice, whatever the Russian equivalent is of a mimosa or a bloody, is it the Bloody Marys in this instance? Yeah, whatever. Something like that. Screwdriver. Screwdriver. Then Vodka and orange juice. I'm pretty sure Vadim told her at some point what a good cheers or salute is in Russian besides Dosvidanya to like honor the dead or something. It's like, oh, a solemn but good cheers like oh we drink to him to the ones we lost for they will always be in our hearts and then do a little like or whatever the word is and then I back down the bloody mary she clinks your glass gives you a little clinky clinky and uh, just puts her head back down you Kayla go ahead and make me a spot hidden Vadim you can as well okay I got a hard success. I just got the 25 out of my 50. Vadim rolled a 47 for his spot hidden. That will be a regular success. Both of you notice that Brezilovich is watching the conversation. He's not staring, you know, intently, threateningly, but he is definitely aware that the two of them are, are speaking. And because of Kayla's broken Russian, you know, the words are slow. The girl's responses are slow. Uh, so he's picking things up. So Vadim, if you seeing this, would you try to interject a uh, conversation with him to try to give her cover? I would. So what would what would you say to him to kind of get him to be listening more to you than to what they're saying? I actually have something I, important I want to discuss with him. So uh, you know, as we're as as I actually as I, I would see as 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 I see uh, Ella starting mm-hmm. to engage the window and the widow and him. Sort of, uh, sort of, you know, taking interest in that. I, I kind of approach him, and I'm like, uh, you know, uh, Comrade Brazilovich, um, I feel uh, awkward asking you this, but you have been so kind and so uh, forward with your with your help um, and offers uh, of of help. I, I have. Uh, uh, she is she is close family friend here in town, and uh, she is a good woman. Uh, she. Who, uh, to our friend across the table, is a widow, um, and her only uh, family is her daughter. She is faithful servant, um, works uh, for the ministry, but pass her the, daughter pass the honey, and he <laughs> he passes the honey as he's as he continues to talk. <laughs> yeah. um, unfortunately, she dating stupid young man, say wrong thing, do wrong thing. And uh, she's, you know, been taken up, um, not of her own fault. This man, she no date, not important to her. She, she just, uh, she just victim. Um, and I'm wondering, comrade, would, would you at all be able to, to help her, uh, to, to remove her from this unfortunate circumstance? She was grabbed for dating stupid men. That be. 
I'd have to improve. We'd have to put away seventy percent of women in, in in within the Soviet Union. I don't understand. Well, th- this this man is you know with all this uh, church business. Uh, I know this stuff. I know not much of, but apparently he involved somehow. He's not good man. And and you know her connection with him, she's obviously being you know looked at, but she's a good woman. She's solid Russian woman. Her and her mother, she she does not deserve this. Vadim, come come here, come. Here he motions for you to come a little closer. Vadim means that. Vadim, the the situation with the Catholic, the the Orthodox Church. You don't want to go into this. This is a directive from the general secretary himself. There is much we cannot discuss, but the closing of the churches is of paramount importance. Oh, to, I understand, comrade. Absolutely. No, no. You, If you do, Vadim, that's even worse. Faith weakens our general secretary. Do you understand, Vadim? Mm. Weakens him. I'm afraid I, I don't, comrade. I... I I am never a strong man of faith. I, I find them more nuisance in life. And in this, I just figured, uh, you know, the, that the state has found the same that I thought. But uh, I, I do not know things like you talk about, sir. I, yeah. I'm a simple man. Gives him headaches. Him here. And he points to his head. He says, the prayers, the pleadings, the music. It makes him physically ill. I don't want... Trust me, Vadim, this... If she is involved in any way in aiding or continuing her faith with many people inside these churches, it is uh, directly against our beloved comrade Stalin and his personal health. And he looks you in the face and he believes it. Okay. He believes that it's physically causing Stalin to be ill. Vadim is very used to talking with powerful men, deferring and putting them off their guard with uh, with his demurring behavior. And he's also, you know, he's he's good at. Uh, he actually, uh, I don't know if you want me to, if there's a role you want me to make, but um, picking up and kind of. He's found that he can mirror back. He want you know mirroring back these sentiments helps you in you know conversations, especially when you're asking things that you want to get. But, I'm okay um, with going with it right now. I think so, it's it's nor that would be a natural skill for a good smuggler. So he would mirror back the same you know like earnest look that Brazilovich has on his face, and he says, um, "Comrade, uh, thank you for being so frank. Believe me, if Tasha." was involved in these things, then she deserves to be where she is. I'll ask, just simple. If she is involved, then, you know, we wash hands. But if she has somehow just been scooped up, a net uh, that is too big and catches fish you weren't intending to catch, is there any chance you can just ask the question of someone that would be the, the person to know and if it seems that she is the wrong fish to maybe let her go. All right. So what skills do you think you want to fall back on for this? He would lean into his fast talk skills when it comes to this. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and make me a roll? That is a zero, zero and a six. That is a six, a critical success. 
I, uh, I can have her look into her file and uh, try to make sense of the charges. But Vadim, even if I'm able to release her, she would have to make statement, sign, that she would never continue and that she denounces, or she'd have to give up names of others that are involved. We must stamp out all prayer for the health of Comrade Stalin. This is his directive. It's, I have seen the tears of blood. I have seen the pain. I am very grateful to you, Comrade. I, she is faithful citizen. I I know that you will find what you need to find, and I know that she will do what she needs to do. And uh, again, I, I thank you deeply. He nods. Scott, make me a spot hidden. That is a 47, uh, which would be a regular success. Pessoa has been listening. Okay. He's on, sitting on the other side of him, right? Directly across. Directly across. Yeah, from you guys. Yep, directly okay. across. So you're in the middle of the, of the left side. He's on the middle of the right. He's looking at you, and you ca- come up. You, you say, you know, thank you, whatever. You pass the honey. You catch his eye, and it's boom. He's looking right at you. And he quickly goes back down, but you have a feeling that he understands or speaks Russian. I note the man because – no, I was actually I was actually kind of shadowing the ladies at the party, so I recognize I recognize them in the. Uh, so I make full note of that and make sure to uh, to mention that to the ladies later. Let's go over to the ladies and Jack Cavendish. I'm really not going to say much here because I don't know how I can do flirt rolls. So we'll just wow. I don't hey um, hey. What a wonderful pair of tight trousers, Mister Cavendish. Oh my god! You said that, not me, sir. I didn't know his trousers were tight. I don't it's know. Jack Cavendish. You're lucky they're on. <laughs> All right, Jack. So what? You're enjoying your breakfast. <laughs> Quite the package. <laughs> Enough out of you. Yes, you said it, not I. He, he <laughs> is just a fella. He is just a fella. Uh-huh. Do you work for Amazon? Because my God, that's a great looking package. Okay, gentlemen. <laughs> wow, people. And we deliver next day, gentlemen. So- Takes you Maybe that long, he huh? just wanted to talk to the capitalist pig. Ever thought about that? Maybe we just yeah, go ahead. Chat. Sure. The, the wonders of the shopping mall. Um, but before we get started, Ella, um, Vadim's conversation was timed well, so most of what was said between you and the young woman was lost by Brazilovich speaking with Vadim. So that was a good, you know, if he had said, well, no, I'll let, you know, I don't want to inter- interfere if he's paying attention to her. I don't want to get in his face. No, he did it subtly enough where Brazilovich missed 85% of what was said. So good. Good job. Moving on. Okay, ladies. So I, I, yeah, I don't. I guess I am sitting here at the table eating breakfast and, and they both come and sit down, I suppose. One on your left, one on your works? right, because that's the natural way of things. Sure. That's that's how they attack from the left and the right. I have uh, two hands. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, can, I just, so can I just make a plate and go back up to my room? I'm... <laughs> <laughs> No, we're in this together. So, I mean, now. he's just very, you know, he's he's sitting there reading or trying to read a Russian paper that he obviously can't read. Yes. <laughs> That's uh, good. Sure, you know, feeling rather uncomfortable that he has a paper he can't read and wondering why there isn't a paper that he can read. When he notices them sit down, he's like, oh, it's very nice to see you both, ladies. I'm, I'm, I'm quite chuffed that you sat down here this morning. I do remember you from last night at the table. It was, it was quite wonderful. Miss Dawson and, and Miss... Ross, I believe, yeah? Yes, you have a wonderful memory. No, we just, um, I mean, God, how often is it that you see uh, someone that isn't Russian in Russia, so. Well, yes, quite. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so we just wanted to sit down, maybe, you know, have a chat, see how you were. What'd you think of the party true, last night? True the fact. 
bit of a chin wag. It was was quite it's quite interesting last night, wasn't it? It's, it's very um, as he's looking around. It's it's a very interesting country. I, I must say, I I've never been here before. I've been in many places, but I I've never been to Mother Russia, and uh, it is quite quite different. Yes, and, what, and so what what brings you here? You know why I'm here. I'm obviously I'm here to kill the bear, but uh, I'm not sure about you. Um, we're not uh, killing bears. We're journalists. Um, killing words, if oh. you will. And I. Oh yes. Well, hopefully, hopefully, softly. Yes. I, w- I wish you had uh, words written on paper so we could all enjoy a bit of a, we- a read this morning. I've been. Um, Faye and I here have been uh, trying to learn some of the of the language. Um, I could try and take a stab, see if I can translate. <laughs> Some of what's going on in the news, uh, if you. Oh you'd yes, know. yes, and he hands her. He hands her the papers. That would be wonderful. I, I, I know a little Russian, you know, uh, from when Lazar came down and, and hunted with my family. But wow, uh, that's as, impressive. As far as well, it, it's what we do. It's uh, we have a reserve, and we we send people on. I'm sorry if I didn't mention that previously. I'm, I, I'm, I'm a guide, a big game hunter, if you will, and then. We own uh, our own Kublawazi, is our, our reserve down in out in Kenya, and uh, so people come down, and so Lazar and, and uh, I guess a friend or two had come with him, and uh, and I was fortunate enough to take him on a hunt, and uh, we had our adventures and, and became fast friends. And so he called me when he said they had this bear and said, "Oh, oh man, you know, you know, could you come up and take care of it?" And I said, "Well, sure." And here I am. What an exciting life you live. Well, it's not quite as exciting as I make it, I assure you, but I do try. Catherine, who was looking so intently at the paper, looks up. Not She's not doing very well in this translation keeper, I'll be honest with you. I did not make that role. Um, How bad did you miss it? Oh, God, very badly. Okay, so so the, the headline reads something like, Widow eats bear in front of husband. Is that what I tell him? <laughs> That's what you read. <laughs> oh, uh, well, uh, Mr. Cavendish, you say that... um. I'm so sorry. I call, I missed this part of your story. So, who called you up here? How did uh, Lazar? Oh. Lazar Kaganovich. Good on. He was he was there last night. I, we were sitting at the right, table. Right, I was introduced him. to you by him. Yes, yes. Yeah, Lazar. Yeah, a young roguish fellow. Yeah, yes. He invited me down. I'm sorry. It, it could be my accent. Perhaps I, you know, sort of slurred his name. It is. No. It is a thicker accent. No, you right. speak wonderfully. It's oh, we've. This headline, yes, well, kind. This headline kind. is just um, Widow Eats Bear ah, in Tundra. Straight forward to the point. Well, Sounds very much like would the be, headlines we write. Quite appropriate, I, I think, given the, the poor widow. I thought about sitting with her, you know, no, and, widow and eats asking bear. her about the bear. But, but then I thought, well, no, 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 at the table, dear, at the table. I thought about sitting with her this morning. Oh. And I thought, as I was walking down, like, well, you can sit about her. You can get some information on the bear, sort of some coverage before you get there. And then I thought, no, that's unkind, Jack. That would just be rude, and it would probably upset her. And I don't really speak Russian very well. And so, you know, at the end, I sort of abandoned the idea. And as I can see, Miss Walcott is doing a wonderful job of entertaining her. So. She's, um, she's a character. A lovely character. Is she? Yes. You hear it, from across the table. I do believe I heard that. We love you. So when are you going? I love up? you too. I'm so glad. So, Mister Cavendish, or what do you prefer being called? Oh, no, Jack, please, Jack. Jack. You know, Jack to my friends, please. I do hope we will be. Friends. Oh, how yes. sweet. Uh, yes. So, Jack, when are you heading up exactly? Well, Miss Dawson, uh, I'm I'm heading up on the next train. In fact, you know, yeah. Uh, Lazar, I wanted me to get up there and, and, and take care of this beast. Apparently, it's it's ravaging, and 
they need a man with a series of bullets, and you know that's what I intend to do. So, I, where are you? Where are you going? I I do remember head, that you were heading in the same uh, direction. I don't recall what your end point was or your final destination, as it were. Yeah. Um. No, we're uh, we're touring the country. Um. Like I said, we're. Uh, oh, how very keen. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. Um, we love an adventure. We're journalists. Tourism. You know. You know it. Um. We've been traveling around. Um. Journaling, writing, country to be touring. Yeah. We've toured many. Um, we've been around, you know, three ladies. Not like that. No, not yes, like but that. a woman doesn't say such things, right? Of um, course. No, um, no, I'm. You might have been, but you know, certainly. No, don't. I'm from. I mean, I'm, I'm no, from um, New York. Um, I don't really say things that well. Oh yes, well that would explain the brashness of uh, America. There we go. Thank yes, you. one of the colonialists. Uh, ah, yes. love it. You filthy, yes. filthy American, forgetting that she is one for a second. Great. I, I look at Catherine and I'm like, and I'm like, you really want to say that New York State? I forget sometimes. Um, Listen, you know, bygones are bygones. You know, we gave you your freedom and then you know, enjoy that. And that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, anyway. Here. Yeah. So, um, so no, we're, um, we'll be making our way um, up to, up to hopefully up to Tomsk. Oh, on the same train. Are you going on the same train? Um, are, you, are you traveling? Another we time? are still our... working on travel arrangements right now. Oh, well, it would be quite nice if you were. Does, do any of you play whist? I'm sorry. You could play I, on the train. Um, I have I'm an a wrist. excellent learner. Not wrist, whist. Well, not a wrist, whist. Whist, dear girl. It's, it's a card game. It's a card oh, game, is it? You've never you know, played whist? Boring, I'm sure. Do I it look does like I've ever played whist before? First of all, if you're speaking to Jack Cavendish, it's good that you got that clarification because I thought he said wrist too. <laughs> well. I definitely heard whist. I'm on your side, Cavendish. Totally. That was whist. Okay. Whist all the way. All right. I have been known to give it a whist, okay. but not in this you case. You know what? Fine, dumb New Yorker moment. Whatever, we're working past it. I'm mad at all of you. I only play blackjack. Kiss my ass. Okay, so you can teach me if you'd like. Oh, sure, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Miss Ross, do you do you play whist? Do you play cards at all? Um, keeper, my uncle's a posh old British dude. I'd know how to play whist, right? I'm not even sure if people in 1930s know how to play whist anymore, but sure, go ahead. It was a pretty dead it's, game. Yeah, it's sort of a fading. It would be a fading game at that okay. point. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, oh, I'm sure somebody. So my reaction it was definitely an, a card game like the 17 and early 1800s. So I don't my know reaction you know. was justified. A whist would be like bridge, bridge in America. That's okay. always was sort yeah. of a card game yeah. in the Victorian era. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be sort of a legacy thing he would have learned from his parents. That's fine. Something. To answer your question, uh, Mr. Gavendish. I've played whist. Do I play it well? Um, no. Well, uh, of course. Do I play it with a shotgun? Well, yes. yes. And Jack, please do 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 call me Jack. You yes. know, my father was Lord Cavendish. I I'm just just Jack. Oh Lord. Just Jack. Oh Jesus Christ! All right. So do you give him bottom <laughs> the nod to talk to Brazilovich or not? Yeah. Before we go over. Oh my yes. God, he's a lord. He's Thank a you. lord. We can't oh, yes, just skip Vado over that. Talk to Brazilovich. No, 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 no. Father was. I am just Jack. <laughs> So, yeah, until he passes. Until my 35th, right? Until he passes. <laughs> until, until he, he passes, dies unexpectedly know. next year. <laughs> In six weeks. Uh, okay. Wow. So you give you give Vadim the nod to yeah. get Brazilovich's to try to. Um, Get Brazilovich to issue you the papers you're going to need to travel on the same train as Cavendish, right? Yep. You get the nod, Adam. I get the nod. There's okay. a nod. Excuse me. Do so he's know like, uh, you know, on, on the on the on the end of the uh, you know free the political prisoner conversation. Yeah. Mm. By the way. By the way. Oh, uh, also, um, 
comrade, uh, the the ladies were uh, were were you know reminding me this morning. You you had mentioned about um, uh, help help with the travel papers uh, to go to country. She they are all interested in seeing you know seeing the the, the earth of of our great country. Uh, can you help? Oh well, of course this. I have said I would do this, of course. I can arrange for, for papers on train in a few days. Shouldn't be too much of a problem, as a matter of fact. Podolsky! Podolsky, bring... Well, no, bring that bring that Danish and come over here. And So he, the, the guy comes over and he stands there. Now, he's a, he's in fit condition. Like, he's military for life. Oh, I, I not, talked to General Podolsky, yeah. Right, he's totally military for life and very, very, you know, fit. Where Brazilovich is a much bigger, kind of heavier, barrel-chested guy. So he, he looks at him and he says, well, um, General, these, the ladies from uh, the overseas newspaper, and this is, uh, you may remember Vadim, from, he is guide from here, um, speaking Russian for them. They speak not so good. They are looking to make way through into the country and see some of the sites of Siberia. When do you go back on train? Could If I can have papers ready, could they be part, your guests for you, on your car on train? You wish to put them in my private car, Comrade Brozolovich? And he says, did I... No, no, I'll take that. And he takes the Danish office plate and says, did I not make myself perfectly clear, General Podolsky? So they're kind of <laughs> giving each other the I'm bigger than you thing. <laughs> Vadim <laughs> quietly interjects and says, you know, Comrade, uh, simple simple arrangements would be fine. We, not, we don't no, need no, Vadim, 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 please. Potolsky, it would be considered a personal favor of mine if they could make their way on your coach. These women, while they are f- sisters and, and ladies to the cause of great mother Russia's and helping us further the industrial cause of our country, they are still soft. Look at them. They have not seen a hard winter. Not between them. They don't have enough fat on them to get through a hard winter, for Christ's sake. So please, put them on your train. Take them out. Drop them out the towns they wish to start looking at. They come home on a regular train. By then, they'd be hardened from Russia. Go, please. Put them on your train with your coach. And he's like, ah, very well, comrade. I was planning on leaving tomorrow. My, uh... He says that he's meeting one of the adjuncts there that uh, in, in Leningrad, and he needs to take care of some business this evening. But, you know, he can uh, send a car for them in the morning and have them brought over to the train station. He goes, oh, this is done. This is done. The pepper on your right, Venom. And he takes the pepper and he's like, good, no, now go, have, finish your breakfast, Potovsky. The food is free. Huh? Gen- General Secretary's put out a beautiful spread for all of us. Thank you, Comrade Brazilovich. Vadim thanks him and thanks the general and then heads to the table to get a second plate of sausage and bacon. Okay. Do you get a second plate? Is that for Brazilovich or for yourself? Uh, that's for me. <laughs> okay. Well, I was. you could have made one more brownie point if you dropped it in between the two uh, of you. Yeah, maybe you bring back two plates. <laughs> He sees how much he's been eating and likes it. Uh, he brings back two plates with a, with a stack of toast and butter. Yeah, he lo- and gives you the, oh, there's not a chance. Uh, you could roll snowball downhill and have more chance of it hitting, I don't know, somebody important than me. Fi- I'll, I'll, I'll take it. That's fine. I'll, I'll use it. Um, we can't let that go to waste. All right. So no, is, while the brunch continues for a little bit longer, is anybody making their way to Pessoa? That's your other big possible lead in this room. Uh, does anybody feel they've got the, the chutzpah or the nuts to take that one on? God, I could do it. Oh, my God. Uh, Ella, you could do it. 
but do you want to do it alone? Because you don't even know who Pessoa is at this point. Well, didn't they tell me about him? Did you guys tell me? Uh, how much would they have been able to tell you? I mean, unless they they core dumped it last night about everything well, about the plot. We probably would have given you the spark notes because I think that you would have definitely noticed that we were uneasy about him. So not wanting to keep you in the dark because, you know, we're a team and we want to keep you involved. Um, we would just tell you, we wouldn't go like super in detail. You know, we would say that the book by him that we found that had the inscription is pretty much what sent us on this whole wild goose chase in the first place. And then I would, you know, kind of, cause she would know about the golden dawn cause she's, she's hunted. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I would just tell her that. And I'm sure that she, I've told her about my father's past involvement and about how his involvement in the golden dawn kind of ruined my life. So I'm a little uh, apprehensive now that I saw it. Like now that once Faye saw that ring, she 100% would rather leave this room and walk, try to walk out of Russia and cross the border by her damn self than go and talk to Pessoa. Okay. So you're going to have to bring Catherine with you if she wants to go. Because I don't think it's safe for me to even talk to him anymore either. If he connects two and two and he figures out who I am, he probably knows who my father is. Sure. Mm, possibility. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a good idea to talk to Pessoa. We were super obvious last night. We almost got made. Okay. I'm I'm not trying to poop on the parade here. I just I just don't think that maybe it's entirely game... your it's entirely your decision I mean, on what you we, want to find got out. He... Our papers. We found out about the bear and one six two, and Pauline is getting out potentially. I will admit, though, I feel though, a lot has happened over brunch. I am a little curious as to why he is here. That is eating at me. We're also at a table full of 20 people. Only four seats are empty. I, I'm i nervous. I'm perpetually nervous, but... Eventually, people are going to start breaking up. Oh. I can roll and tell you... Yeah, matter of fact, I'll do that for you. Oh, thanks. Just to make it random. Oh, hell, no problem. So I'm going to roll 2d10 and add them together, and that's how many people have left the room before he does. Wow, you got a pretty good roll. Um... 11 people are already out of the room and finished before Pessoa is seemingly like he's finishing up his coffee and getting ready to discharge his napkin onto the, the table itself and make his way out. Is Brazilovich one could... Brazilovich is leaving, yeah. He's already gone. I could do this technically a little bit without them. I don't know how much I'd get out of it, but I could just try to talk to him if, like, I feel like Ella would be inclined to have a look-see at this Golden Dawn member. I mean, that's in character for her. Absolutely. So she'd make sure that the widow had stopped crying, like giving her all the comfort. She'd if the she's one, one of the, the first people out of the room. Okay, yeah. if she's one of the first people out of the room, then Ella would be snacking on a blintz. She'd saunter on over, maybe take the seat across and a little bit off to the side from Pessoa, and she'd find a way to subtly make eye contact and try and make that oh look how casual I'm being and oh this is such a surreptitious or serendipitous meeting. And what skill would you use to make that I'm not being obvious as Ella Walcott move? Uh, do, 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 do. I'm, I can't find anything that could do that yet. I have fast talk. Fast talk is once you make the conversation. You said you wanted to be subtle. Do you have anything with like stealth or, um, let's see what we got that might help, might help you here. I just got to pull up my character sheet. Would charm work for her? Charm could do it. I have a 15. Never mind. I'm not charming. <laughs> well, you're not overly charming. 
You're charming in your own special way. Exactly. I right. think I'm playing that perfectly here. You brighten our um, lives. Do you have persuade? I do have a 45 in persuade. All right, so whichever one's higher. Yep. Uh, that would be a persuasion roll for me. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, 32, regular success. All right, so you're able to, at some point, get him noticing you without it feeling like it was, you know, I'm here to grab information off of you or make it uncomfortable. Mm-hmm, and I go. What Sing. language are you speaking in? I try Russian first. Your Russian's really crappy, I mean, but okay. I mean, I could say good morning. And can you speak English? Or you could just say it in English, but okay, whatever you want to do, roll the Russian. All right, rolling the Russian. Oh, no, that's a 47. Yeah, it's a little too far off. Yeah. So it, it kind of comes out not really good, and he looks at you and he says, Portuguese? English? English! Thank you. Thank uh, you, Lord. The Russian language is very guttural and incredibly difficult to learn. Okay, and of the nine people left in the room, you didn't insult anyone, thankfully. <laughs> the Russian language is just, just, it's just like talking with marbles in your freaking mouth. I hate it. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. My name is Ella Walcott. How are you? He half stands out of his chair, extends his hand and says, Fernando Pessoa, pleasure. May I have a seat here? I'm almost, like, I would like a, is she just asked, may I have a seat here? No, he, I thought you said you already sat and then oh, you I, started engaging him. Oh, well, I thought he was he, standing, so I thought I may have stood. I don't know. He's a gentleman. He was half standing to say hello, and he put himself right back down. He okay. just kind of got out of his seat a second and then it, it introduced himself. She goes, um, what is a, I believe your name is Portuguese, and what brings you to Russia? Oh, um, I was uh, invited through a, a friend of our, a mutual friend uh, of some, one of the secretariat here, and- um, Oh, you know Brazilovich? Brazil, no, I do not think this is the man that we haven't, that I know. No, I'm sorry. Uh, shame. He's quite an avid speaker. He loves, loves making himself known in a room. Very, very impressive presence, indeed. You would be fast friends. Do I seem like the kind of person that wishes to be well known in a room? Now that you mention it, no. But still, he, he's quite friendly, even to the, my companions over there who prefer to stay out of the spotlight, and she gestures to Vadim, Faye, and uh, Ms. Catherine. Okay, so you've pointed, got it, you pointed out the people that don't want to be in the spotlight, got it, good? Yes. All right, he, nod, he looks at them and says, oh, you travel with the American women. Yes, we were a part of the same team of journalists that most graciously brought over that German plane for the Russians to inspect for their inventors, I believe, is what Brazilovich said they were going to use it for. Takes a sip of her drink. I see. That doesn't seem to impress... That helping the communists doesn't seem to impress this guy right now. But that's that's okay. He's... Yeah. um, But he kind of gets a little quiet. I believe I saw you talking with my friends the other night. Like, what did you think of them? Because I've only just met them myself a couple weeks ago. It's... I don't know. Maybe they said something to you about me? She's trying to be narcissistic, but like, oh, like, I'm probing. Like, what'd you think of them? <laughs> I, they came up to me and just offered me a greeting. And we had a fairly quiet private conversation about one of the books of poetry that I had published and that they had somehow found a copy of. I apologize, but I do not think your name was mentioned. Oh, well, thank goodness. And wait, Pessoa, I do believe I know that name. You wrote the Book of Laws, didn't you? He gives you an incredibly 
dark look. Have I said something to offend you? Who are you? I did say my name was Ella Walcott. I do believe I said that thick before I introduced myself. You are either incredibly out of your element and way over your head, or else you must think I'm a fool. Asking me if I wrote the Book of Laws? That was the poem book that they mentioned to me. It was a book of poetry. If you'll excuse me. I Can I use my fast talk to kind of convince him that I may not be completely in my element? Sure, but you're going to need a hard success. Uh, I mean, it, it's a success. It's not a hard success. Okay. Yeah. Um, he nods, smiles, and begins to walk away. Hmm, quite rude. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, return- the book of... The Book of Law was written by Crowley. I... Fernando Pessoa wrote a different book. I thought you said it was the Book of Laws when we talked. I'm sorry. No. Well... We're all gonna die! (laughs) Stop laughing, Keeper! This isn't funny! He's gonna bring me to Crowley! I don't want to marry Crowley! He's gonna bring me to him and make me his bride! Your hey, just think about it like this. I'm the seer. I'm the one with the magic. So he may kill you first and then keep me alive and figure out how I got my powers. Oh, like that's supposed to make me feel well, better. How, how is that going to make us feel better? Well, quick death. We're going to get roasted alive. As soon as Pessoa walks away, Vodum was kind of like hanging back, like uh, looking at the food or what have you. As soon as he walks away, Vodum quickly moves over to Ella and, and huh. you know, Mr. asks Vodum. her. He's like, are you okay? And what was all that about? That man is not what he seems. Of course he's not. He's a intriguing and man full of intrigue and secrets. And using my incredibly charming wit, I tried to discern some of it. Of course, well, he did not like my mention of his dear friend. He was taking close interest in our conversation at the table. I would have no doubt about it since the widow is very keen. And I kind of lean in the, saying like, I found out where her husband was being stationed, possibly where that infamous bear was being attacked. Now, why would they summon her all the way from her village in Georgia for a publicity stunt other than to, say, cover up something even grander in scheme? Mm, he is wild card. I do not like wild. Nobody in Russia likes wild cards. This is why you don't like me all that much. But let's go back to our friends. Come on, madam. I must... We must discuss. Please, lady. I do not dislike you. I do not understand. Faye was already um, sort of making her way over towards you two anyway, and she she bumps in. I'll come too. And she goes, quite frankly, that man, and I point to where Pessoa had left, freaks me out. And I regret talking with him last night. And I think that we should stay away from him if we run into him anymore. Or maybe we should make sure that he's not following us around or eavesdropping. He's not friends. No. He's no. not friends. And, and he is very aware of you and me. Ugh. Yeah. I've already, I've already told Vodum about... Uh, he would have been included in the conversation about the Golden Dawn. I just sort of reiterate in a really low voice and I go... He is part of the same organization that my father was in. The organization that caused all these issues for my family. It's a really dangerous organization and one that I can't be around. If we do run into Pessoa again, he can't know my last name. In fact, I don't even really like him knowing my first name. It's a strange place for a man like that. He 
there are no friends here. I do not understand. I Maybe best we, we make him disappear. Make him disappear yes. as... Oh, hold yes. on. Let's no, do that. No. Why not? Why Why is it that we always just jump, jump to, let's make him disappear. Let's kill him. You know, you if... Always jump, right? Faye. I've never talked to you about this before. I'm, it I'm, is option. It is... We have a lot of baggage. Needed. We have a lot of baggage, dear Vartem. We will... I'm more, mm. I'm more addressing Catherine in this. What, Catherine? What do you have to say to me? Catherine completely, at Faye's mention of, oh, why do we always have to kill people? What the hell? Completely shuts down. All right, so Jack, you, um, you know, you've finished your plate. You've uh, had your your coffee or tea. Was Jack a coffee drinker or a tea drinker? Oh, he'd be a, a, a coffee in the morning, tea in the afternoon. And uh, everybody makes their way back upstairs. It, it appears that you have about 24 hours before the train leaves. So Jack, the train, the Siberian... Trans-Siberian Railroad that you're scheduled on is actually the one going out tomorrow at 1 p.m. Okay. So you're you're fine for the day. Now, if anybody wants to go out and sightsee, you're going to be given an agent to go with you from the hotel. So someone's going to be able to drive. They'll drive a car. It's going to look very Including subtle. Vadim, you might be able to get yourself outside of the hotel without a tail. But if you're uh, – yeah, well, leaving the girls as their interpreter – that may draw a flag, but if the girls say they want to go out to, for a ride somewhere and you go as a group, you'll just have a driver take you there. And it's that's it. I'm not saying someone's going to go into a coffee shop with you or someone's going to buy a loaf of bread next to you. It's just going to be a driver and taking you around, and that's just the way that – oh, well, they went here, they went here, they went here. Simple reporting, lo- level like one or two stuff tops. So on a scale of one to ten for monitoring, this would be like a three. You know, just light, light coverage just to make sure you're safe. I, that's fine. Vadim, um, he has stuff he needs to take care of before he goes out of town. Just being prepared. Things he's going to take with him. All right. Um, so why don't you go ahead and make me a fast talk roll? And we'll see if you can get past the, the front oh, desk no, no, without no. them summoning your car. It's nothing It's nothing covert. So okay. So definitely make it part of the, uh, you know, he's packing his luggage, things like that. He has his right. things to keep what he needs hidden, hidden. So. You can also do it as the girls don't. I mean, the girls are dressed, but they're not dressed for possibly a Siberian trip. So they could always women always need other clothes or whatever. So if you do that as sort of like and we won't role play out the whole shopping experience, obviously. But if if that's the cover you use that they need to go to some of the stores and pick up, you know, a better pair of shoes. Didn't uh, um, Ella, you've been wanting to go to the library and Brazilovich Brazilovich opened that door for us. Yes. Yes. Library. Okay. To the library, I say. All right. So you have She's a reason excited. for going to a library. All right. Good. No problem. Vadim, I need your assistance reading. That's probably true. I am here for whatever you need. All right. So the whole team, Jack, uh, you know, do you want to invite, now that you're going to be traveling companions with Cavendish, does anybody want to invite him along to see the city a little bit? That wouldn't be out of the ordinary. You're all guests of the state. They'll just get a bigger car. Yeah, why not? I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I think that we would. Give us an opportunity to learn, you know. Get to know yeah, right, 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 both ways. Sure. Okay, so the uh, the car is brought up. It's a very large sedan in the back. The seats face forward and backwards, so it's kind of almost like a limousine style. It's it's really really meant for dignitaries and and you know parties of you know four or more. On the outside, the car is fairly plain looking. It's not anything that's overly pretty or it's all function, right? It's all about the style means nothing. Um, even Stalin, when he got his first official apartment, wrote that in, in uh, Stalingrad, wrote that 
it had new furniture in it and whoever made that decision should be flogged because he and his wife only needed used furniture. They're not above, you know, living like anyone else. Originally, when he first got there, that changes over years. But uh, yeah, so it's it's that very much, it's a car that kind of, it's the car of the people, just bigger to fit more people. That's all it is. It's a people mover. So the first stop, I guess, will be to the, you're going to try the library first, since that's an information gatherer. And we'll spend a little bit of time on that if we need to. So Ella, you and uh, the group get to the, the university. Papers are, present, you know, given that Brazilovich gave you a handwritten letter with a stamp of the general committee on it, you know, the... Uh, just saying that you're allowed to go in and do some some research for an article you're writing for the newspapers and you're shown inside. Uh, it's a, the place is beautiful. It, this is all, you know, pre-revolutionary stuff. So these buildings are huge. The library is magnificent. Of course, it's been cleaned out of a lot of books in the meantime. So the shelves are not nearly as full as they used to be. There's great holes in certain categories and spaces, but it's still an impressive sight to see the inside of this building. Oh, I really, really want to find out some things about that bear and all the other beautiful artifacts that we must discover. Yes, yes. She starts rumbling to herself like, oh, I wonder how this is even organized. You don't. So what are you asking Vadim to look up for you? I would ask for anything about the woman with tattoos that we're looking for, like historical tomes on the area, and then... Tomsk, the village. It's Tomsk, or is it a city or a village? Tomsk is a city. Yeah, I would ask him. Like, I, I would mention that Yana mentions something about Tomsk, and I would want to like a almanac on the city itself. See what is there. Okay, so which one first? Priestess, I guess. Not priestess, the tattooed lady. Okay, so the tattooed lady. So and the Vodum, the, the people that she comes from. Yep. So Vodum, go ahead and give me a library roll. Vodum, right. what's your library skill? My library skill is a 20. Oh. And that's a 72. Great. He's like, uh, there's lots of books out. How exactly do you find one amongst all these? Needle and haystack. Is there a librarian we could maybe ask? Okay, sure. You can try doing it that way. And let them know what we're looking for? That's up to you. I just here. I'll I'll say it in character. It's you know I'm watching Vodum kind of scan around, and I go, "They have librarians here, right?" And then I realize I'm talking a little loud, and I go, "Oh, I'm sorry. They have librarians here, right? Why can't we go find one? Ask her to check the catalog." Good idea. Hopefully, she won't tell anyone what we were looking for. Yes. Oh, she'll tell everyone. What? Why are we then? Um, <laughs> oh, she's gonna tell everyone. Not to books, spoil books that people read are. Very closely watched. Do Russians yeah, not... respond well to bribery? No. Oh my god. Not to spoil the library outing, maybe we don't look up Scythian princess, tattoos on arms, frozen, Tomsk. Maybe we don't look up stuff like that. Well, I mean, maybe but we What was up... the point of coming here? Well, I don't know. Why don't we just well, look up maybe, things? Maybe uh, maybe we, we can find, um, you know, some books like uh, like map books that might have references to the area so that we can get to know the area before. I've never been to Tomsk. Adam hasn't. So, so he wouldn't know that area that well. Yeah. So that might be some good, like That's, reconnaissance. Okay. I don't think it would look yeah. too out of the ordinary. If we looked up information about Tomsk, because if it did get back to the OGPU, they already know hey, we're, that we're heading we're up traveling. that way. So, yeah. You wanted to know where we're going and we went to the library to kind of look up some of the different towns and such. 
perhaps we throw in uh, some other towns, you know, yes. to, to throw off scent. Mosca. So the other the other thing that you can you can fall back on is that you're writing for a Western newspaper, and this is a big cultural find. Um, the Scythians, and they have po- posted about it in the Pravda. So it wouldn't be if you looked it up, you could just say we were trying to piggyback on an article that we read in Pravda about this this glorious find that the state is. It's this is this particular project. It, the way they're penning it is showing that the that the the current regime, uh, Stalin's Bolsheviks, are also interested in their cultural past. Right, that they're not just trying to rewrite the entire Russian history. They they don't love the czarist ways. Obviously, they the this is the place of the workers. But here was somebody two thousand years ago that the bloodline ties into who we are today, into our national pride. So looking that up would probably be okay as long as you didn't go uber crazy with it and you made it look like it was more just for an article and you kept it kind of you know general information. You should be fine. Sounds very reasonable. I think we can definitely right. swing that. Okay. Yep. So that'll get Kayla something that she's looking for. So, uh, Vadim, the uh, the woman comes back and she gives you a she presents a book to you on the Scythians. Here's what you know from the passages that she kind of you know page marked you know about this particular find that she said you know when you told her you were tying it into the articles from the Pravda. Um, the princess's name was Arisha, E R I S H A, at a city. Uh, and a, a region known as Nenzerich, okay, in modern in the way it's pronounced today, it'd be Nenzerich. She defeated Darius of the Persian Empire. She actually sh- broke Darius's lines, and with her men, drove him back down into, um, you know, into Persia. The Scythians were they started in what they believe is eastern Iran, but they were a, a, a horse people incredibly good at goldsmithing and no one understands like even today in 2021 how they were such amazing goldsmiths and still so nomadic gorgeous gold artifacts of any culture ever on earth the scythians were notorious for that um and they were great warriors so you get that basic information about when this all happened and she beat she beat darius the first not darius the third that went up against alexandra Alexander. So she beat Darius in 670 BC. Wow. Okay. All right. Wow. And as a, I mean, a woman, the Scythian women were warriors just like their men. Mo- Mongols can trace their ancestry back to them, and people in the Russian steppes and the, you know, the southern parts of Russia can still claim to have Scythian blood. Okay. All right. Tomsk right now is a city. Uh, its population in this in 1931 is about 28,000 people. So it's a smaller city, but it it still has. Um, a train station, a working mill, several factories in the area. Most of them are are dealing with lumber and processing uh, grains and stuff into flour, and you know turning wheat into flour from the the countryside. So it's an industrial, it's a small industrialized area, but there's still about twenty eight to thirty thousand people, even even in nineteen thirty one, already living in the city. By t- today's standards, it's over a million and a half, I think. So Tom's Tom's grows over the over the next sixty seventy years, but it's uh, it's still a center even back in nineteen thirty one. All right, you're, and I'll provide a map for you guys for Tomsk when we finally get out there. I'll put that up, just for you know how it looked in 1931. Is there now? Any, you're not looking up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to ask Ella if there's anything else that she is particularly interested in researching. Besides Russian paganism ideas back in the day, no, I don't think that would be a very good idea, because honestly, this this is all very new to me. Being so subterfugey. is that even a word? It can be now. 
I I coined the word subterfuge. It's an adjective. Not going into any old religions or paganism or anything doing with religion was a smarter idea. Yeah. That's really not something that you yeah. need to look up. But, yeah, currently. I she kind of f- figured because if they if they don't want to talk about like if they're bastardizing or like getting rid of their Christian population, I doubt any like of their older religions would be kindly looked upon if somebody were looking at them. They probably so, yeah, most the, honestly the books are gone. Yeah, I was about to say they yeah. probably honestly already got rid of them. Yeah. yeah. So with. With that, she really just wanted to know what was, where she was going, what to expect, and, like, help the group kind of comprehend what they were looking for, as well as herself. So, that's really it. She she found this library visit to be most useful. You know, it's fascinating um, about the difference between Rus- uh, Stalin and Hitler, both being who they were. Hitler did a lot of book burning and a lot of public destroying of books. Stalin, from what it seems like now that they're opening up a lot of the Russian archives, didn't throw anything away. He just didn't let you see it. He kept a lot of things in storage. I mean, miles and miles and miles of records and books. It's just, I I guess one day he thought maybe it would become use for him or he didn't have the heart to do it. But his regime really didn't destroy the knowledge. It just hit it. It kept people in the dark of it. It, So there is a little bit of a difference there. So these books will resurface one day, but just today they're impossible to get at. You know, um, idea has occurred to Valam. This this man uh, we don't like. He's suspicious. Faye, you, uh, you really don't like him. I see it in eye. Uh, this this, this uh, Spaniard. I worry that if he knew my true identity, who my father is, that I would be in danger. Brazilovich's maybe primary concern right now is anything religion, anything supernatural, anything... Anything out of the ordinary in that. If we could um, maybe feed him information about this man, he may just take care of our problem for us. Oh, that's interesting. OGPU has good job of making people disappear. Faye is a little bit conflicted, because even though she is a little scared of Pessoa and she's not really sure, you know, what he's doing here, what his whole business is, you know, it's she's worried that sort of her own prejudices against the Golden Dawn, like, you know, he might not be here looking for her to do anything nefarious. He might just be here for whatever reason, but she doesn't know. So she's not really sure how to respond to that. So she just kind of nods and she goes, it's something to think about. Think quickly. Window is closing. Who, pardon me, and I don't mean to, to butt in, you know, as a stranger upon your group, but who is this man you keep speaking of who is so such a detriment to your life, Ms. Dawson, and seemingly to the rest of the group? Who, it, it, he was with us in at breakfast this morning? He was in the hotel? I mean, of who do you speak? Um, he was, yeah, he was at the party um, last night, and he was at breakfast this morning. He's a man who is a member of a not-so-great society, a not-so-great organization. And I've had past run-ins with said organization, and I worry about running into other members such as himself. I've never met him before this. So you judge this man as dangerous to you personally, then? Because of his belief and your 
evolve involvement in that same belief, if I follow your line? Oh, no, I don't believe anything of that. So your fear is that he would hurt you because of his beliefs, then? Of his involvement and people. Well, they've, you've told me about the, the Golden Dawn and everything, right? Yeah. That's, you were talking about that earlier? Yeah. They have passed the run-in with the same people, right? Oh, me and, Pis- and Pessoa? No, you and the ladies. You have passed a run-in with his people. This, this Golden Dawn, you have you have had a run-in with this Golden Dawn, this organization. This is your concern, that they they are somehow affecting your group. Uh, my father was involved. Oh, I see. It, it appears that I have wandered into what uh, I thought was perhaps a puddle and is instead a very deep lake. And I'm not sure whether to apologize or to or to thank you for allowing me to see that it is a lake and not a puddle. If that's not too forward. No, it no, it's fine. It's just I uh I it's not something that I like to talk about because you see my father is uh dead and Oh, I'm so sorry. I it's sorry. Right. Um yeah and Faye's just kind of like just fighting back tears a little bit because it's you know, she's been thinking about him a lot more. Mr. Uh, Mr. Cavendish, perhaps you could uh, uh, help Faye take her to a place where she can recover. I'm I'm fine. I'm just maybe we should just go. You know, maybe we should just get ready to go to to Tomsk and to leave all of this behind. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to go. Um, and I just kind of start making my way towards the door. Okay. All right. I, th- I think Jack is really kind of unsure of all of this at the moment. There's Obviously, something going on. There's a sort of a history of events and a bond that he doesn't know anything about. I, I don't imagine that he would be familiar with the Golden Dawn. So that is news to him. Clearly, it appears that Vadim is also sort of in the periphery in this sort of situation, but you know, but deeper than himself mm-hmm. or more in the know. So I think he will he will just sort of let them lead and sort when of, he follow Faye sort of out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll he'll follow her out the door. I'm not. I'm not going to. I don't really know her, so I don't know that she would appreciate me running up and trying to put my arms around her or anything like that. Offer a handkerchief, and that would you, gentlemen, your gentlemen. Oh, very kind, very nice, very nice. Yes, just turn us all into a bunch of rogues, wouldn't you? Be so easy for you to make me two-dimensional, wouldn't it, Vadim? Didn't you describe yourself as a rogue, sir? Well, there are those that say so, yes. But, you know, in, in a loving sort of way, you know, I, I have always tended to be a bit more adventurous than than father and my family. And so I, you know. Lord Cavendish. Lord, yes, Lord Cavendish. Thank you for mentioning that again. Um, you and me both. My, can, I, can I tell you that we have a running joke in Hellfire Nights. I pump his hand vigorously. So every time... <laughs> Every time the two gentlemen get together, they pump each other's hands vigorously. So I want to have it that Jack Cavendish has this running joke of my father, you know, Lord Cavendish. Sort of like <laughs> title dropping. Just, title dropping, yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I'm not trying to make it so, but I, when he died. Yeah, no, uh, that was no, no, no. I, I'm not Lord. No, no, not until he, until he passed his way. Not no. yet. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> right. you know, in the fullness of time, you know. When, when so your time is right. Correct. Right. So you got. <laughs> You've got one guy who's basically won't even inherit like a sheep from his family because he's he comes yeah. from such simple means and, and you, had to work for everything in his life. And then you have somebody who basically lived in in the yeah. bush, doing big game hunting his whole life, and just uh, 
betting women. That's right. That's right. I, I inherit like a home and an estate and a title, a place that I've never been to since I was very small. Right. You've never even yeah. seen it. Yeah. Lord but Grace I'll flog the best. I'll, I'll flog the best. We'll give him a good. We'll give him a good solid heaving for sure. Yes. <laughs> Are you All right. So, uh, Vadim, you go back to the. Uh, you're able to circle around, I guess. Well, Obviously, well, my point was when Faye left. Yeah. When Faye kind of gets emotional and excuses herself from it, understanding, and Mr. Cavendish kind of pulls out his handkerchief and chases after. Her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, thank you, thank you so much. So wonderful. No, but but no, no. It's to, just so that so so Kate is there and. Vodham kind of moves aside, you know, with her and and if Ella's still there under his breath again and says again what he suggested. Um, the OGPU is awfully good at making people disappear, and the most people they want to disappear right now are anybody involved with anything supernatural or religion based. They could handle our dirty mess for us when it comes to this mysterious Portuguese man. Huh. That is what I suggested. And seeing Faye kind of got very, you know, upset about this. I think she's very conflicted emotionally. But you seem not so conflicted. <laughs> you seem like hard ass. Does this seem like a good idea? Let's do it. Well, to be specific, we won't do it. We will give information to butt kisser who will do it. One degree of separation, always smart. Um, Always somebody looking to get their eyes. If somebody can score points with Comrade, they'll take this information wantonly and never mention our name. I don't know what's making you conflicted. We can get rid of Pessoa. Hot damn. The thing so, that's making me conflicted is that I don't like thinking about the Golden Dawn because it's making me just think about what the Golden Dawn has done to my family. I mean, the reason why I was brought onto this earth is because of a botched ritual by the Golden Dawn. My father is dead because of the Golden Dawn. My mother is eternally shackled to Shaklatel because of the Golden Dawn. I'm okay, so, yeah. so it, 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 it like I got, wow, initially. I'm a dick. Yeah. I'm a dick. <laughs> Number Jesus one, Christ. fuck you, keeper. <laughs> Number two, um, no, no, it's just, you thanks know, for reminding us just how horrible he really is. Um, yes. <laughs> But it, it sort of initiates your fight or flight experience, your you know, reaction, right? You just all this stuff that makes you like, I need to get out of here. Oh yeah, no, it's like I needed to go before I had an anxiety attack in the library. So this I take is, that like, as I tacit approval. I... <laughs> <laughs> go nuts! So, role playing is fantastic because it really brings out different responses in people. All I'm hearing is, "Fuck the Golden Dawn! Let's let's take out Pessoa. Yeah. Let's All I'm it. hearing is perception is reality. Ever the Golden Dawn is the bad guy here, but they didn't go seeking your father. He sought them out. So all of these mistakes, all of these things, from my perspective, it was a matter of your father reached out and started all of it. Okay, yeah, and I don't think my father's a great guy either, <laughs> but, you know, I'm not. <laughs> Jesus also, Christ. But um, Pessoa and Crowley well, were like not, big buddies, right? weren't they? Yeah. They, they Pessoa, Pessoa helped Crowley feign his death yep. when Crowley was being sought by the author authorities for statutory rape. Which is... Oh, yeah, he's not a good guy. Yeah, which is exactly why I don't want Pessoa to know my last name because I don't want him to get in contact with Crowley and be like, hey, found your girl. She's here if you want to come collect her. So if we 
ended him, he wouldn't be able to write home. That is a very astute observation. Okay, so the idea here is we're going to head up to our... We're going to keep going around the city, collect Vadim's personal belongings, have the girls pick up some footwear, because that was part of the ruse, that they wanted, needed some stuff for shopping. And then Vadim's going to either make a phone call or get in touch with somebody, pass a message along at the cafe to drop dime on Pessoa and hopefully get him arrested before things get out of hand and somehow he reports back to his people that he, you know, in the Golden Dawn to tell them that Faye and Catherine have been cited. I was thinking that we innocently try, you know, we use our, you know, fast talk ability to convince General Potolsky, hey, there was a, you know, guy talking about a bunch of, you know, and drop some of these funny things he was talking about. Seemed, you know, with what comrade, you know, Brazilovich was talking about his concerns with the general secretary. Seems like uh, very out of place. I was very surprised to hear these things. You know, drop something like that to somebody in a position of power that's always looking right. to get a leg up. And Potolsky would be one of them. That is true. So that when Brazilovich gets the call from somebody like a like a Potolsky, and Potolsky wouldn't say, oh, hey, the ladies told me, because he would want to take all the credit for himself. Right. I will, however, say that, and Ella would have told us this, that um, Pessoa did say that he has a friend here, and he wouldn't say who. And we know it's not Brazilovich. So I just don't want to say the mm. wrong thing yeah. To the wrong someone. Can we recall who we saw him talking with at the party? He was talking to two guys. Correct. Were either of them military? No. Vadim, give me a psych roll. Do you have psychology? That is a 55. Um, that is a fail. And yeah, it's probably too much for luck. All right. So that's not going to, as far as the the recall of um, what you were saying and how you were going to say it, that's you, you, you're fine. That's, nothing seems to be bothering you with that. As far as trying to re remember exactly who he was sitting with or who he made contact with, the girls noticed him pretty late in the party because of all the pomp and circumstance and everything that was going on. And I'll tell you what, nominate one person to make the roll, and we're going to roll this on Intel. And it's going to be an intelligence roll to recall if you can get one name of the two people he was sitting next to. Oh, could I have rolled Intel, not psychology? No, this was for something else about what you were saying. Gotcha. Yeah, this isn't the remembery roll. I have an 80. I'm prepared to do it. I think you're, Make the you're probably our most intelligent person, so I think that's a good idea. I think you're definitely one of the ones up there, yeah. 35, hard success. Woo! It was Beria. Georgian governor. Yep. Ah, oh, the bear in Tomsk. Fuck! No, no, Tomsk isn't in Georgia. Oh. This is where the widow's husband... Oh, the was bear. Right. That's, the bear is there. No, 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 because the widow's husband died in Tomsk. Tomsk. But they were, but they were She's from, from Georgia. From they Correct. were from Georgia. That's okay. right. Yeah, that was how I drew that little connection. Yeah, that was the connection. Good job. So, yep. So, uh... So, Beria was one of them. So, military source would be mm, suitable. Could do it that way. Mm. All right. So, let's, uh, it's, this is a pretty long episode, so we'll call this one for the night. Um, players, we are going to board the train next time we get together, and we'll we'll decide whether you want to put your you know your action in before the train leaves or while the train's in motion. There's, there's two reasons we need to talk to Potolsky. Yep, I need to talk to him about. Um, he offered to uh, ride ahead and get mm -hmm. my friend Volitsky uh, leave. Um, so when we arrive, Volitsky could be there to to be with us. And I was thinking that it would be good. Volitsky is a friend. He's a soldier. and He's loyal. But he's not 
he's kind of similar to me in his beliefs about the government. He's a friend. Correct. Um, yep. And he definitely would be a helpful local source. I think. Yeah. And he can telegraph ahead for that. That's not a problem. Yep. So that would be the to meet with him ahead before we leave the train, you know, that. So and get then, there a little bit early. Yep. Yeah. That. And then this offhand, like, you know, oh, you know, by the way. All right. Great. That's that sets some amazing things in motion. There was a lot at the brunch to unpack. None of it is chaos bombs. Just to let you know, all of it has something to do with what's going on, but we will find out more as we go. So um, thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.